Welcome to the Keys to Leadership podcast. My name is Shiv and I'm the co-host of this podcast alongside Rashan. What's better than one podcaster? The answer is two of us. Now I've hosted the Shiv show for over three years and Rashan has hosted his Inspired podcast for over two years now. Together, our goal is to bring you interesting topics weekly to help you grow your leadership skills and challenge the status quo. Now buckle up and listen in. Here are the keys to leadership. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of uh, Working From Home Minutes. And today's actually a pretty cool one because we're going to be talking about um, finding your passion and a whole bunch of different things as well. But uh, this has actually come from a bunch of requests and, and kind of an organic approach to how the last few weeks have gone. Uh, we Like we say every week, you know, we can't, we don't know what the topics are going to be sometimes. We literally wait for the demand and then based on what people are saying, we end up doing things. And today's actually pretty cool because they were actually on Facebook Live as well. And I can see that uh, we're, we're going, we're kicking things off and then some people are already watching on there as well. Uh, we're going to try and reach out to as much people as possible. So it's going to be pretty cool. Um, so definitely welcome. Yeah. And, and listen, you know, we, we, the, the, again, the thing I love about this is we don't know what we're doing. So I'm trying to focus on Instagram and pull up everything from Facebook as well, but Hey man, we're going to learn <laughs> as we go. Right. But um, so we're actually yeah. talking to two different platforms. So in case we're actually <laughs> not looking at you, that's why just keep that in mind, but otherwise we're good. <laughs> Absolutely. We're not being rude. But, um, you know, for everyone who's joining, please keep this interactive as possible. The topic for this week is finding a passion, which I think is is a great topic. And I think, Rashan, you and I talk about this all the time anyway. Um, so it's good that we actually have a bit of focus on this. So, you know, I definitely want to get to the Instagram replies because I was getting some crazy replies throughout the week. Um, mm. Some good, some bad. And I'd, I'd love to share it with you. But um let me kick it off by asking you what, what your passion is and, and how you found it. Yeah, man, that's obviously a pretty um, important question. And I get actually asked that quite a lot just in different labels because a lot of people um, know, obviously, that I, given st- studying in architecture, people go, you're now in business or you're now in education. How does that look like? You know, did you mm-hmm. waste your time doing archie? Absolutely not. And, and I think the thing that I found was, it was your passion almost changes. But when I was doing architecture, one of the things that I uh, found was I liked the design element. I liked the thinking behind it, but I hated being on CAD, being on Revit and just, you know, churning it out. But I like, love that process of what that looked like. So part of it felt like it was actually hitting with the, hitting the right spot, so to say, but then this, the, there's elements of it that didn't. And uh, it took a good six years to figure out that, you know, applying this design mentality into, into business, into education, into teaching, um, that way just it ended up being transformative. And, and I think for me, the biggest thing is freedom of choice and help, yep. uh, teaching others. When you're teaching others, that's where, uh, like, doesn't matter if it's my students, doesn't matter if it's, um, you know, other teachers, doesn't matter if it's a small business. For me, that's those two in combination together. That's that's where the fun stuff happens. Hey, Moses that's, has joined us. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, Moses, how you doing, man? Perth, our Perth brother. Perth, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, and that, that's that's awesome. And, and you're right. You know, you said something that that kind of piques my interest about passions changing. And you know, a couple of years ago, I think my passion was just me, just just focusing on Shiv and Shiv only. Mm. Um, you know, big ego only cared about me <laughs> and, and that, and that was really it. And, and that's the truth. And, and, you know, I wanted to be the next big thing, but I 
didn't care about um, helping anybody else. And I think over the past couple of years, and it probably, I think it changed after my dad passed away. It was more, you know, I realized what, what my why was and I realized what my purpose was. And, you know, I, I always wanted people to, to feel welcome. And mm-hmm. I always wanted people to feel like they are a somebody, right? And I think that was super important. And, you know, I look back at my, my days as a child and I, I was bullied every day without a fail. And yeah. I think that when I grew up, I was like, you know, I, I hate seeing kids being bullied. Mm. I hate seeing kids being pushed around. And I want to do whatever I can and put out whatever content I can in the world to make sure that everybody feels like they're somebody. Mm. So, you know, when it comes to my passion, I think that's, that's really what it is. Very simple. I want to help people. I want to put it. content out there. I want to put stuff out there to make sure that everybody feels like they are somebody at the end of the day. And I think that's the beautiful part. Just five minutes before we even went live, we were talking about some ideas on exactly that. And that's the reason this has been gelling quite so well. So that's cool, man. And um, so shall we kick straight into the Instagram replies and, and, and um, responses? Yeah. You know, I, I will say one thing before we kick right into that. So, and, and it's going to, it's going to tie in perfectly because when I looked at my Instagram replies and when I, when I thought about, you know, asking about, you know, what your passion is and mm. it sounds fluffy, right? I mean, if you asked me a couple of years yeah. ago, I'd be like, <laughs> passion, like get out of here. Right. And, and, <laughs> and it sounds so fluffy, but I think throughout the years, I realized how much power we actually have when we ask ourselves that question, yeah. what is your passion and what do you actually want to do? Yeah. Um, because a lot of times we see people doing things that they don't like, but they feel like they have to do it, mm-hmm. but they don't want to put the effort into doing what they actually love because they don't see, um, they don't see the need for it. Right. So, you know, Mark Manson, um, uh, I'm forgetting the, the, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. That's, yeah. that's a book. Great book. Read it three times in a row. And he talks about, he talks about screw your passion. He said, screw passion. That whole thing doesn't work mm. because technically what you're doing right now, every day you have a passion, whether it's, and, and the, the example he uses is comic books, right? Mm-hmm. There are some people out there that absolutely love comic books, mm-hmm. but they're, they're going to say, oh, well, you can't make money off comic books. Mm. But his thing is, well, why don't you try mm. before you actually say no to your passion? If you love comic books and that's what you love doing yeah. and you love reading them, you love consuming them. Yeah. Have you tried doing anything else? Have you tried writing your comic book? Have you tried selling comic books? Have you tried doing anything to make money off it? Because that's, that might be actually be your passion. So mm. You know, I agree with him in, in the fact that passion is bullshit if you're not ready to do anything about it. Absolutely. And it goes back to what we talked about last week. Just action is everything. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And this is one of the things that I want to touch base on today was um, how do you actually practically do this? Because um, people, people, like you said, think that usually finding your passion or whatever they're asking you what your passion can sound like a bit, bit fluffy, but there's actually a methodology behind it. There's a science behind it. When, so when that mm-hmm. aligns, and I think that's brilliant. And the f- hilarious part is a lot of people are in the Western world are kind of figuring this out now, but it's that concept of Ikigai that's been around for in the Japanese culture for centuries. And um, so I want to touch base on that towards the end. And um, it's, it's, it's literally the key to, I think, what we're talking about in terms of passion and enjoying what, how that connects with happiness and how that connects with fulfillment and a whole bunch of different yep. things. So, absolutely. Yeah. So we put out some questions uh, over the past week about passion and, and you know, how, how do you find your passion or what's stopping you from, from you know, going after your passion? What, what are some of the replies that you got? 
Yeah, well, the first thing that I, uh, one person said, I'm their passion, which is actually pretty cute. I found that pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty Was good. That me? <laughs> and, um, but uh, one of the things that they, uh, one of the other responses was they found the helping others actually came up twice. And the hilarious part was one of them was a fitness PT, which was still, um, I get what they mean by helping other people because he was coming from the point of view of getting them to the best ideal health. And, um, and the other person also said helping other people and he's a banker. So I, a completely different mindset. Um, and then, and another response was, um, as long as I'm enjoying it, I don't care whatever that looks like. So it was a little bit more broad. Um, and I yeah. think a bit more of a blunt response, which is, I think what we're at the end of the day look for. Um, mm-hmm. so they were, they, they were the ones that I, uh, a few of the responses that I got. What about you, man? So I got a few. I wrote them down. So uh, one of the ones was my my passion is to make the world a better place for those who need to be in it, which is mm-hmm. which is great. Um, you got a couple funny ones. <laughs> passion is finding cheap real estate. And hey, nice. man, <laughs> my, you know my friend Tom wrote that. Please call me. I'd love to find some cheap real estate. Um, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> some some people, at least two people, told me that they don't they have no idea what it is. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. Some of them have no idea what they want to do. Some said work, work is their passion. And, and to be honest, that's great. If, if you love what you do, that's the point of it, right? Yeah. If you love what you do and you're earning money to get to, to do what you love, mm. you're, you're winning already. Um, some said they don't have time to find it, which you know, I, love, I love the time. I love the time uh, battle. And um, this is from one of my doctor friends in Toronto. Mm-hmm. He said that finding a way to live in a COVID-free world, that's really nice. So thank that's you, awesome. buddy. Um, that's really nice. But, you know, when it, again, when it comes to passion and we talked about this the other week of us not coming off like an asshole, mm. but it comes down to action. It comes down to, to actually doing something about it. So, you know, for everybody who told me they don't have the time to do it, you need to find time. And, yep. you know, like I said last week, you don't need to make the time, but you need to demand the time of yourself. Yeah. Everybody has 10 minutes in the day, everybody has 15 minutes in the day to do something different than what they're usually doing. And so it's, it's challenging irregular. It's doing something very different. Um, and it is again, demanding time yeah, to find absolutely. your purpose and to find your passion. Yeah. 100%. And I think that's, it's that thing of it's sometimes even it's that 15 minutes. Sometimes it's not even finding a commercial purpose. Sometimes it's actually, you know, oh, I, I love to play the guitar or I might actually enjoy drawing some comic book sketches. One of my friends, um, she's actually uh, an illustrative artist and she hasn't obviously found a way to uh, make a living out of it yet, but, but she loves doing it. And she started to doing uh, Facebook live sessions just in the past, you know, couple of weeks. Um, and, and she's killing it because all of a sudden people are seeing what she can do and, and she's all of a sudden getting orders just from that, putting that extra half an hour into it now that she had a bit more free time. And, um, yeah. so that's interesting. That's interesting. And, hundred percent I think accurate that um, you just need to give it a go and I think I would rather take a financial hit for a few years even to f- exactly find what that looks like because two years you forget about it your your financial status it changes very mm-hmm. quickly and, um, and I think well, that's the important thing. yeah and and to that point I had I had a question come to me in, in uh, on Instagram and it said some people are super unhappy and they have to stick with their jobs. Mm what advice do you have for them and why? And, you know, that's a tough one, right? If some people have very comfortable jobs, some people are getting that healthy paycheck to come in every month and, but they hate what they're doing. 
And, you know, what I said to that person was, you know, that again, I, I'm not, I'm not telling anyone here to quit their job. That's not, that's not <laughs> a smart gonna move. Getting sued. <laughs> I'm going to start getting sued. But what I am telling people to do again, like I just mentioned is chip away at the small things that you want to do. Mm. Chip away. they start with 10 minutes a day. And then the next day it turns into 15. The next day it turns into 20 in a week. You're giving it an hour, right? So yep. start by actually doing something because again, not trying to sound like an asshole, but it comes back to remorse. I have very low remorse for people that don't try, but give up. Oh, 100%. If you do not try and you give up, you're not going to get Shiv feeling sorry for you. If you yeah. give it your all and you're just, you know, getting beat down, beat down, of course, I'm going to be there to say, listen, like, you know, you tried, you learned, right? You didn't fail, you learned. Mm. But if you didn't try, I'm not going to get, I'm not, you're getting no remorse from me at all. Yeah. So, you know, to that, I guess, I guess the question to you is what, what, what advice do you have for people that, you know, are in a very healthy job, but are very unhappy at what they're doing. Well, if they have a very healthy job and, and I, I, I don't know, for those kinds of people, I think it's that they're, they're lucky enough to, I think, have the best position to be able to come out of it. If, if they've been in a healthy, healthy job, I'm assuming the health is with regards to the financial reward. It's, you'll have savings, you'll have cash flow. So, you know, take that, take that leap almost, you know, going back to what we were talking about fears last week and making sure that you overcome that fear and mm -hmm. take that three months off to explore what you can. doesn't even have to be three months. Maybe make it a, a week, you know. Yep. If you have a healthy job, hey, you're going to have good good um, sick days or long service leave, whatever the heck you can access. And I think take that two weeks off to explore it. And I think that's what I would give give, give the advice for those kinds of people. Or if, if that's, you know, if let's say their situation is more complicated, um, they have kids and, and um, you know, a lot of dependents, then perhaps the idea might not be to quit for three months or a couple of months or even a couple of weeks. It might just be to work that extra half an hour a day just to yep. chip away at something. But you're going to find the results. And, and then the beautiful part is, you know, eventually people are going to ask you how you found that. And, and, it's funny because that's starting to happen more and more these days, but that's after seven years of trying to do what you love. So yeah, people, yeah. a lot of people just don't see those hard slogs. And I think that's where, that's where I think it actually inspires people to do and jump, jump off that plane and, and start their own business, whatever that might be. And um, so it's, that's, that would be my advice, man. Yeah, definitely. So hey, everyone that just joined on Instagram and Facebook live, welcome. Thanks for joining. Um, grab your drink like I am every Wednesday night. Uh, please put in the in the chat room, you know, what are you doing to find your purpose? And if you're not doing anything, what's stopping you? I'd love to know so we can uh, yeah. get a bit more interactive on this. But, you know, like you just mentioned, people asking you about your purpose and it, it goes back to that overnight success thing, right? I think mm. that, you know, and I say this all the time, there's no such thing as an overnight success, right? People call, people call Tiger Woods an overnight success, but that guy's been hitting golf ball since he was two years old, right? And didn't win his first PGA tour till 17 or 18. So it's, it's, it's not, sorry, man. It, it's actually, it's actually really funny because what you're saying, I actually found Gary V say something similar. He's like the overnight successes of the people who has eaten shit for 22 years. So he's, he's obviously talking about it from his point of view, but man, yeah. It's so reflective. <laughs> it, it's funny that, you know, I get people coming up to me being like, man, you, you know, you, you, you don't understand Shiv. Like you're just a, you're a great speaker or, um, you know, you're an author, you're an author. Like, no, I, I am, I was the shittiest person to be up on stage 
Everyone, we talked about that story last week. Yeah. I, I wasn't born an author. There's nobody who's born a doctor or born an author or born an astronaut. Mm-hmm. You need to actually go out and learn these skills and, and try, right? I mean, no one's going to go become a doctor without trying. Like, you need to actually go and, and do these things. I, I, didn't, I wasn't given a skill of writing. I just worked my ass off to, to write. And I wrote and wrote and wrote yeah. until I made a book out of it. So it's and, – and, and again, yes, I was passionate about that side. But you always have to kind of check yourself to say, hey – you know, what are you actually, <laughs> Chris, what are you actually doing in terms of, uh, you know, hitting that goal and finding your passion? So yeah. Chris, you know, Chris just mentioned Kawasaki Ninja. He's actually a spokesperson for Kawasaki. So welcome, Chris. Yes. Thanks for joining. He is a Kawasaki fanatic. So you, people will argue that Kawasaki is actually his passion. There um, you go. It's coming through on definitely. his first sentence. <laughs> he loves it. He loves it. Um, you know, I, I, I did go through quite a few tips and tricks on, um, on finding your passion. And I, I Googled it a little bit earlier. So um, this is what I'm getting. And if everyone's going to comment on me touching my hair, this thing is crazy. It's still wet. So I'm just going to, uh, to keep doing it. It's not Bollywood. It just happens. Um, so the number one, six tips. Number one is ask yourself, is there something you love doing? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important, right? It, it, what do you actually love doing? You need to recognize what you actually love. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to do anything anything with your current job at the moment, right? It can be something that you actually love. Mm. Number two is pay attention to what you do with your time. And that's super important. What do you, what do you enjoy doing? And what are you actually doing with your time? What are you reading about? What are you writing about? What interests you? Mm. Um, Number three is brainstorm and research about things that you want to be doing, or at least you think you want to be doing. Number four, this is very important for everybody listening in, is don't quit your job yet. Do not quit your job because you, you, you have an idea of what you want to do. We're not telling you to do yeah. that. It's not smart. Um, number five is probably even more important than number four is try. Take action. Give it a yeah. shot. Try to do something. And number six is practice, fail, practice, fail. And I think those are, those are amazing points. Yeah, 100%. And- I think that's the that's the beauty of it. A lot of people fall short when when it comes to the research part because I think that's where it takes the longest, and because you can't get an, get an answer straight away. So people, you know, just because you might not have found it the first round, that's what that's what ends up. Life just takes over, and and it just becomes a less of a priority. And the funny thing is, I saw I saw, saw this statistic today that it was sixty four percent of people in this world that's been surveyed part of this Harvard study that showed that they're unhappy with the work that they do. 64% are unhappy. And then wow. I think it was 17% was okay with it, but yeah, they've kind of settled, um, could, could do something better, but they don't really care, so they're kind of on the fence. So 64 plus 17%, that's the amount of the population that's actually not completely happy, completely fulfilled with what the work that they're doing. And mm-hmm. um, so that was a bit of a scary thought for me because that just shows the amount of people I think that, that are worried, that are scared, um, you know, that they, sh- they feel like they don't have another choice. And I think this is one of the reasons I wanted to, um, I was really keen on today's topic was, and bring out that concept of Ikigai. And um, have you, have you had any thoughts on Ikigai or have you heard of it before? Uh, I picked up the book, but I never read it. <laughs> Cool, cool. And actually, I wanted to actually ask because I'll explain briefly uh, what that means because Ikigai is a Japanese concept. It's been around for a 
for a long, long time. It's just been in a Western society um, more recently because of the books and because of mentors kind of integrating that as a part of it because all that is is four different quadrants that discuss how you find your passion, right? So because um, the Japanese philosophy is all about there's always a reason behind why they do things. Why is the spoon that way? Why is the door height that way? Why, that, why do we use a small teacup for this one and cover the sushi or this, whatever the hell that they might do? There's always a reason behind it. And yep. for them, the number one reason was, are you good at, good at it? So the, one of the first questions to ask is, are you good at it? If you are good at it, cool. Then how can you get to yourself be um, commercially viable? That's the next question. It's almost it's a different quadrant. So if it's something that the world can actually pay you for. So, for example, let's say you're, you, you might be really good at drawing illustra- illustrative comics, but if there's no one out there to actually pay for that, then it's not actually going to be commercially viable. Then the next thing is on the other side of that quadrant is what does the world actually need? So that goes hand in hand with, it's the other side of that coin. So if you are then not, if the world cannot actually pay you for it, then then obviously that's not going to work. And the yeah. other thing is there's a whole bunch of things within each of these quadrants and this diagram just explains everything beautifully. So if everyone's going to take a, take something away from it, I would recommend them to go and just Google Ikigai and literally just have a chat have a, have a discussion with your loved ones, with your friends or family about it because you'll find so much more reasoning behind what you do and almost fast forward your thinking process because it helped me a lot. It just puts all the pieces together, even if you're starting your own business or whatnot, and it's literally the perfect piece of the puzzle. And you're like the fifth person to um, to recommend that book to me. And, and I remember I went to a bookstore in Bonai Junction and I picked it up and I was like, hey, actually, I can do Audible. Why don't I just mm. pick up the, get an audible credit. But then looking at that book, I'm like, I think it's probably one that I actually want to keep read, you know, read in my hand. Yeah. Um, you know, Steph, you just mentioned a fantastic topic pondering on this today. Would love to know, you know, what are you passionate about? Steph, from what I know about her, she thinks exactly like us, very passionate about mm. a lot of things about helping people. So um, yeah, definitely would love, love to hear that answer. Right. Uh, you know, on the, on the tip, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I had a question from Chris. So I just wanted to answer him. Um, interviewed Adam Hudson recently and the podcast episode just came out. And um, the, what drove me to interview him was actually the fact that he was talking about the importance of creativity and entrepreneurship and innovation in education. It's something that's kind of overlooked or just in the midst of shifting at the moment. So um, he's got a lot of insights from an entrepreneurial journey. And I was really interested because he's a guy who used to, you know, be a Domino's delivery boy when he was 28 years old. And now being 45, he's one of the most respected, sought-after uh, entrepreneurs in the world, you know, touring with a lot of people. So I was very keen to hear hear from that. So that was, that was the primary reason. And we've had so much feedback from teachers and educators wanting to learn as well. So that's, that was the reason, mate. That's awesome, man. That's great. We've there got was, Jamie joining as well. That's awesome. Jamie, the legend, the uh, the Italian stallion, as we call him. <laughs> See, Tino. Jamie was actually one of those guys that I have heard speak on stage multiple times. And I actually remember the first time he did it uh, compared to more recently. Just the, just it's that it's again that sheer process of 
doing it muscle memory. And I'm, I'll bet you if he, if he can add to the conversation, he'll be, he'll be hella enjoying what he's doing. <laughs> Man, that's, and that's it, right? I mean, that's the big thing. People are, we need to work towards being good at something. We're not born at just being good at something. We need to actually put work and effort into to doing something even better, right? So, it, man, look, look, Jamie, we, we love you, man. You're just, you're awesome. Um, Jamie's the epitome of, of passion, you know, I would say. He's got a lot of passion. He's, he's probably doing so much to help people out there, yeah. which, is, uh, which is just amazing. Yeah. There were actually some tips on the psychology so, uh, side, <laughs> that talked about passion that I think is very important to bring up. <laughs> and, you know, there, there are five points. And number one is take inventory of your talents. <laughs> and, you know, again, this is, it, it's kind of a, it's a soft blow because at the same time, you may not know what your talents are just yet, but you may want to get good at something. When it comes to, again, speaking, I gave this example last week. I always wanted to be good at it and I was super shit, <laughs> complete <laughs> shit. But I knew that I had to work on this every single day. Um, so take inventory of your talents. Number two is pay attention to what bothers you. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to what you don't like. And I think that's important because a lot of the other ones tell you to pay attention what you do to, to what you do like. Yeah. But it's important to look at what you do not like doing yeah. and what you do not like spending time uh, doing. Number three is, and I really love this one, it's, uh, it's think back to your 10-year-old self. Mm -hmm. You know, what did you like doing as a child? And I think that's super important yeah. um, because, you know, as adults, we, we forget to use our imagination. We forget to use that right side of the brain. So think about what the 10-year-old, your 10-year-old self would want to do. Um, number four is what do you hate that you stop doing? And for example, this could be playing a sport when that whistle is, is, is blown. Mm. Do you hate that? So what do you, what do you hate that you stop doing? And then number five is, you know, and this is, can be a hard one. It's find joy in your search for your passion. Like it's not meant to be a boring process. We're not asking you to go and write like a hundred pages <laughs> yeah. of things that you think you might like. Like fine, this is actually going to be fun, right? This is, this is you and you mm -hmm. could be 100% original doing it. Yeah. So take time, you know, write things down find yourself and this should actually be a fun exercise. Absolutely. And I think that uh, going back to the, the whole, you know, pay attention to what you don't like. I really love that because one of the funniest things that happened to me, it's funny now, but it's hella scary when it was actually happening was after, after studying for five years, doing masters and everything, and then, you know, accumulating a massive hex set and then eventually going and getting a job and entering the industry within the first week, I was, I was asking myself going, holy shit, am I supposed to do this for the rest of my life? What's, what's going on? Right? And I'm yeah. like, it's arty. Like I enjoyed it all throughout uni. Like what, what's going on? And the hilarious part was I had a really good boss as well. And he was amazing. He was encouraging. And we were doing some relatively cool work. And I'm like, what's going on? Like maybe maybe I'm just become a snobby little brat that, you know, wants to change his mind every few seconds. But it took me another two and a half years to actually realize what that meant, even though I had come to that feeling within the first week. And um, my old boss used to say, he used to say going, I'm going to actually fire you if you don't make yourself, if you don't quit yourself and go do your businesses because you clearly have way more passion talking about this than, than you do with architecture. And I'm like, uh -oh. That's a great leader, man. <laughs> that is, that's an amazing leader right there. Yeah. And the funny thing is, he's the one who gave me Richard Branson's autobiography for my birthday. 
So that just sets so, so much things in, in on route. And uh, so I'm always grateful for him. He's an awesome dude. That's, that's amazing, man. That's, that's, that's actually amazing. Um, you know, I, I think I told this story last week. I'll tell it again very quickly. Um, you know, when I knew that this was my passion, and I think that, you know, I, I'm going to ask you this question after when, when that moment was. But that moment for me was when I launched the podcast. And, mm. you know, I didn't know if, you know, my mom would be the only one listening. I didn't know if, you know, I, I would literally have only one listener. I had no idea. And I, 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 there was so much self-doubt. There was so much fear of being judged. There was so much fear of putting myself out there. And I think that uh, it took one message. It took one message. You know, I launched the podcast. I went to sleep. I shut off my phone because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can wake <laughs> up tomorrow and I can, I can this is going to be the world's going to be ending for me. Uh, but I woke up in the morning to a, to a lot of messages, but one stood out to me. And that was my, from my grade eight teacher and uh, who is just, who's amazing. And, you know, when I think back and I put some thought into it just last week, you know, I probably actually started listening and I learned so much from her. Um, so I owe a lot to her, but, you know, she sent me a simple message and, and long story short, she had this fear of traveling. She had this fear of, 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 you know, stepping on a plane. And after listening to that podcast, which, and there was a very short part, maybe maybe five minutes on, on me talking about fear. But once she listened to that, she's like, listen, I, you know, I, I, need to, I need to actually get over this fear and I'm going to book a flight. And she, she, again, she had a fear of flying. She's like, I'm going to book a flight to Australia and China and I'm just going to, I'm going to go do it. And I remember thinking like, you know, did I read that right? Like, <laughs> did, did I actually help someone? Like, is that, it, it, I'm getting this weird feeling. This is crazy. And I think that that was my moment of me being like, well, you know, I love doing this. This is what I actually want to do for a living. Um, and in the next few years, you know, this is, this is what I'm going to put, put focus on. And, you know, that was three years ago. And, you know, I, I think my journey is a, a lot longer, but I want my journey to be until the day I die. So, oh, yeah. and I guess question to you. You're the one who got me into podcasts. And, and guess who the first person I spoke to was, I literally saw yours and thought this was an amazing idea. And it actually got me through that barrier to launch it myself. So yeah, you've, you've helped me as well, man. Thank you. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. And then like, you know, I'm just a normal kid from, from Toronto. I'm a normal kid from Brampton that, you know, grew up not thinking he can do anything. And then I'm like, you know what, why don't I, why don't I give it a shot? Why don't I try? And yeah. then all of a sudden all these things started happening. So, you know, it's a testament to you actually giving it a shot because I probably had the lowest self-confidence out of anybody on this call. I probably had the most self-doubt out of anybody on this call. Um, and, you know, things are possible. So, yeah, Rashawn, question to you, man. When was that moment that you knew that you found your passion? Oh, that's actually a pretty hard one. But uh, one of the, if, if I can't pinpoint it to, I think, personally, to a, one single point for me. It was kind of almost looking back at um, after a few years of it and then kind of in a reflective moment going, wow, that's actually gave me so much energy and this has been, this is a good thing. Like we got to check this more and more. So it was kind of an ongoing, ongoing thing for me. And um, even, even similar to yourself, I think with the podcast, I actually thought no one's going to be listening to this and, and, you know, because not many people who listen are vocal. But every now and then you get one or two people, and thank God for analytics, um, it's going to be, it's very easy to find how many people are now listening to it and downloads and whatnot. But the important thing I think for me was actually hearing what those people have said. And uh, just two days ago, I had uh, one of my students from 
four years ago, messaged me going, oh, mate, love, your, love every episode of your podcast. And then he was saying that he had told his boss about it. And I asked him where his boss was. And he was in Hong Kong in one of these archie firms that are actually really from one of the most reputable archie firms. And I asked him, going, that's amazing. Like, wouldn't have even thought about it. And um, he's like, they love your accent. And I'm like, I hate my accent, but that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's little things like that that would go a long way. So for me, I, I don't think it was a single point, but it was more an ongoing, ongoing thing. And slowly, eventually, looking back, you find out, oh, hey, like there's so much energy, and you come alive doing that. And and look at the consequences and the energy you get to do even ten times that just from this little thing. And yep. uh, it was it was an ongoing building process for me, not not so much a light bulb moment. And, and, you know, with, with all good things come bad things too, right? I mean, you know, I, I had, I guess, I guess on the good side, I, I had somebody from Egypt listen to my podcast and then message me on Facebook and said, hey, you know, when are you coming to Egypt? And I'm like, oh, that's I have awesome. no idea. <laughs> I have no idea when I'm coming to Egypt, bro. But I'm like, let, let me figure this out. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, on the, on, the, on the other side, you have those haters. And actually, I forgot to mention, there was somebody who messaged me on uh, one of these cryptocurrency guys messaged me on my Instagram when I put out the, the, the post yesterday on, you know, what is, what is your passion? And his comment was, and I deleted, it. I actually didn't even message back, but his comment was, um, stop trying to be Tony Robbins. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know, listen, like I'm not, if you, how do I put this politely? But if you are, if you think that thinking about your passion or thinking about what you actually want to do and, you know, what you love to do is, is trying to be like Tony Robbins and you have other problems, buddy. <laughs> there are other yeah. things going on, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was like, let me just not message back and, uh, and go from there. But, you know, again, with, with all good things come bad things too. There are a couple of comments. Steph said, I have so many passions, it's hard to choose. Essentially, I love helping people, challenging myself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I greatly enjoy nature, playing competitive sports, and creating things. That's awesome. That's um. And I stopped playing piano and singing. So Steph, we want to see a YouTube video of you singing and playing piano. I think that'll be really cool. Um, my uncle Roger, great topic. Proud of what you're doing. Thinking about myself, I would have to say that my passion is being able to help and educate others in the area of my expertise. I've been doing it for 25 years now and enjoy it as much as I did back then. And listen, uncle Roger is probably one of the, the smartest guys in our family. Thank you, uncle Roger, for showing us how to, how to use a computer um and and do a lot of cool things and now he's got a 3d printer and he's doing all these really cool things so thank you thank you very much um but yeah so and there are some questions on instagram too why don't we why don't we go through these do you encounter many trolls online absolutely it's something that happens all the time i've get i've got my some of my past students who who've been wanting to go into businesses and and they're just stuck with what they're doing or even even the people that actually studied architecture with and um, whenever you post something on Facebook, you, some of them aren't actually don't have the balls to actually say to your face. Um, but the beautiful part is when you start to do something that um, that creates some momentum, that creates some change. It, they there's loyal followers as well, and and the hilarious part is the people who talk behind your back. In the end, you find out things um, through those loyal followers, and that's the hilarious part. And um, one of these one of these things that um, my mother actually says, and I give her a lot of credit for this, even from a very small age, she used to say going, 
the 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 tree that has the most fruit will always get the most amount of stones thrown at it and that's 100 percent true so you you would literally cut more hay with having having more having more potential having more fruit bearing more fruit growing your own crops so i think that's uh that's the way to deal with deal with haters you just don't you let them and and you know you can't and honestly man i think i think we should do a full 45 minute session on, on dealing on with haters because I think we, <laughs> we have a lot of content, but Hey man, there, there are, you know, I get hate all the time, right? I get hate all the time. And I think you also also need to have this sort of shell and realize that these things happen. People mm. are going to try to break you down and, you know, not because they're trying to be mean, but I talked about this last week in a presentation I did, but comfort zone or there's two comfort zones. There, there's your own individual comfort zone. Yeah. And then there's somebody else's comfort zone. And if you are stepping out of their zone and you're stepping out of their frame of their, their comfort, mm. they're going to try to pull you back into way where they want you to be comfortable and where, yep. where they feel comfortable of you being. Yeah. You know, if you see Rashawn going out and, and, you know, building all these books and, or sorry, writing all these books and doing all these cool things, you may not know Rashawn as that guy from five years ago, but again, people change. So, you know, I think it's, it's also the way you react, you know, don't, don't spread hate. Spreading hate again is not not the right thing to do. Um, you know, I probably made a few mistakes in getting getting into my my Instagram uh, DM replies, and <laughs> going crazy a couple of years ago. But now, hey, listen, shit happens. People are going to hate and realize that you're getting judged and you're being judged from people that aren't doing anything themselves. Yeah. So leave it alone. Actually, right? I, the hilarious part was I actually encountered my first hater in person. And and uh, this was in the very first conference. Seminar Sorry about that, that man. Okay. No, no, that, <laughs> it was. It's actually great because it was the very first conference seminar that I had presented, and we had about sixty teachers there. And they were all teachers from different high schools. And um, thirty seconds in, I hadn't even told my name. I haven't even introduced the topic. They've literally just read the part on the conference program. And um, he puts his hand up, and he stops stops me from talking, and he says, "You know, why should we sit here listening to you?" And I said, well, you're obviously here because you thought something was valuable enough. I'm like, maybe give it about 15 minutes before you jump into conclusion. So I haven't even said my name. And then his response to me was, well, you look like you're 15. So why should we sit here listening? What are you going to know about education? And I said, well, look, come up here in the front and take the class. Like, I don't, no problem. Right. And, uh, and after, after half an hour, he did walk out. But the hilarious part was I had two other teachers one from his same high school that said, oh, mate, you know, I'm so sorry. He's not a reflection of us. What you said was exactly what we needed to hear. He just didn't like the fact that you put a mirror up to his face and he didn't like what he saw. So he's like, don't ignore him. He's just a grumpy old fellow that wants to retire really soon and he will be, so don't worry about it. And I went, wow, that's, that's incredible. But the first thing that went through my head was instead of reacting to it, I thought to myself that this is better than a dead audience. That was the instant re- reflex. And I went, you know what? Let's play. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> Dude, you handled that really well, man. The Toronto shit would have been like, let's go, man. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, and, and you know, listen, we live in a world now where there's eight-year-olds working for NASA that are a lot smarter than we're ever going to be. So stop thinking that you know everything. Just yep. be an open book. Be willing to learn. Exactly. And I think that that's super important, right? Be, be willing to learn. Know that you do not know everything. And stop hating. Spread some love. Spread some love. That's uh, it. For everyone just joining, I know there's, uh, there's people that just joined. 
what are your passions? What's stopping you from achieving your passions? Um, there were some more questions that I actually had for you, but uh, actually, why don't we switch gears? What have you learned? What's one thing you learned about yourself during the quarantine so far? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. I think um, for me, it, it, was, it wasn't too much of a shift in terms of um, working from home because I've been working from home for nearly, I think, six, seven years now. But it, it's simply because of a flexibility, health point of view and time, video, uh, time balancing act for myself. But I think one of the things that came out of this process was that I can adopt um, different technologies as quickly as I possibly want to. Um, simply because I found I've never been wanting to get into Instagram and, and literally had had an account for three years but never touched it um, and only started to be active about it during this quarantine. So, and here we are, and, and it's been great because the feedback that we've had from my students as well, it's been, you know, oh, didn't even know you had an account. I'm like, neither did I because I did for a while, never did anything. I think it's that, yeah. that thing of, hey, got a bit more free time, let's just jump into it rather than rushing through things. So that's yep. been the biggest thing for me, man. What about yourself? That was a great answer. I don't even want to tell you mine because mine's super <laughs> boring. So oh, not at all. Uh, but I will. It's and it's it sounds so boring compared to yours. But um, calories. <laughs> hey, that's a great one. Calories. And Shilps and I were chatting about it today. And look how many brunches we go out to and dinners, <laughs> and we'll have we'll start off with like wine and, and crackers and cheese, and then move on to beer and then move on to dinner, have a couple of scotches, go back to one, have the amount of calories that we consume in one sitting is ridiculous. And, um, you know, throughout the quarantine, we've been learning that, you know, count and and because she started counting calories and weighing her food, we realized how many calories we're consuming, uh, when we eat out and we, when we go to these brunches and lunches and dinners. So anyway, man, that was such a boring answer for me compared to yours. Oh, look, man, so I, think, <laughs> I think that makes sense given the fact that you have an upcoming wedding. So I wouldn't blame you at all, mate. That's a very, that's a high up on the list. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a Facebook, uh, oh, sorry, a Facebook, we have a comment on Facebook from uh, Karthik. He said, sadly, there are still those types of people in all industries. Yep. Those think they know better than others and don't respect everyone's experiences over their own, regardless of their age and gender. And I think that's a, that's a great point, right? And, and, and that, that is actually a powerful comment. And it's powerful when you realize that people are going to be out there. People are going to try to bring you down. Just say, fuck it. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> say, fuck it and, and move on with your day. Right. There's going to be people that are going to be tugging on, tugging on your shirt to bring you back down, but you need to be stronger than that. And I, and think I hope that, the guy, I think who, um, sorry to cut you off, man. Like I, I hope always. the guy, guy who um, messaged you about being Tony Robbins, maybe tell him the fact that, you know, even Tony Robbins has a lot of haters out there, but, there's also a stadium full of human beings that are willing to pay 5,000 grand a pop just to go hear him speak, right? So that's incredibly powerful. So I'm pretty sure those haters are sitting in their boxes. Not you know what I should have done? <laughs> I should have personally messaged him and invited him to tonight's chat because I think he could have learned a few things. But, you know, we are a lot younger, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what, are your, uh, what are your final thoughts, man? What are your final thoughts for today? Yeah, look, I think when it comes to final thoughts with this passion, there's no way, like you said, it goes back to the first things I think you mentioned was just do it. Like you literally cannot find it anywhere else. And, and unless unless you try, you don't know that you're going to be the next Ed Sheeran unless you pick up that guitar and maybe sing outside the shower, right? Like, so it's, it's I think, the fact that you've got you to push some boundaries. You've got to get, get past those 
going back to last week, your fears. And hey, worst case scenario, you found out that you don't like that, but I'll bet you connecting those dots back, um, you'll be able to find that all of those little steps made a big difference. So let's do it. Absolutely, man. I love that. I love that. We say that every week, hey? I know, right? <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Sorry, Nike. We love you. Um, you know, I'm going to end off with a, with a quote from Steve Jobs and, and a bit of an explanation. But Steve Jobs said, you know, your time is limited. So don't waste it living someone else's life. Yeah. And I love that quote so much. So much so I might even tattoo it somewhere on my body. But, man, I, I love it because it, it is so true, right? Do what you love. Stop doing and pretending what you don't love. It's just not, it's not the right thing to do. Stop living someone else's life. Stop running someone else's company. Just focus on you. And like we said, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, gradually put time in, gradually demand time. And eventually, you know, you're going to be doing what you love. Absolutely. And I think just the guy who joined, uh, one of the guys who just joined on the Instagram live was Sam Holt from Success Resources. He's an 18-year-old guy. And I want to give him a shout out because um, we actually had lunch when I went to Sydney because he's just one of those guys who were just 18 years old doing completely differently compared to every one of his other 18-year-olds. And his mindset is literally a lot of the things that we had just resonated today was, you know, that attitude to fuck it and actually just going out there and doing something, trying, and he's got a plan and vision and he's miles ahead already. And I was thinking, I actually told him this, that if you, if I was thinking 10% of what he did when I was 18, we'll be in a very different place right now. So I think, uh, <laughs> you know, hands down to those kinds of guys who, who take hey. out a leap. So good on him. Sam, we've never met, but, uh, Man, thanks for joining, and, and that's awesome. That's that's awesome to hear. I love I love seeing that. I love seeing you know younger people doing doing all these cool things. It's uh, it's great, and I think we need more of it. So keep doing what you're doing, man. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I think um, ending today, I wanted to give a call to action for everyone joining, you know, and listening, and see, you know, reach out and tell us what you think. Let's see if anyone out there actually has the balls to even message. Because if you can't reach out to one of us and message, the likelihood of you doing something bigger like quitting your job and going, going and starting your business or whatever, the, whatever, the, whatever it looks like, um, the chances are less. So we want to, I think, if you're okay with it, I want to invite everyone to message us and, and just begin that conversation because um, that's actually how we started to do this conversation and look, people are already coming together just from that, just five weeks in. So, um, just message, dude. Simple. <laughs> great, great. I love it, man. Great point. You know, you and I both said our, some of our passions are helping people, and you know, maybe we cannot help you in what your passion is, but we can definitely listen, and, and maybe we can offer some sort of advice. So, you know, please, yeah, great, great call to action, man. To end this call off, reach out to us. Um, you know, say hello. If there's anything that we can help with, this is what we're here for. This is what we do every week. So, we'll That's see it. you next week. All right, that's it, brother. We'll call it a day, another Wednesday, half week, hump day's gone, and uh, we'll see everyone at 8 p.m. next week as well. Cheers, Rashawn. Always a pleasure, brother. See you next week. See you, guys.
Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For more information, visit shivrad.com. Peace. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind.